Are you ready? It's time. For the Beast Cast. Welcome. No, I'm not going to be that enthusiastic. Welcome to the Beast Cast, episode number 37 and a half point five, almost 38. Nope, it's not the Beast Unleashed yet, but get this. It was huge. It's a huge week. Actually, it's a huge week because we have Raven motherfucking Bones back with us, baby. Ooh, everybody give a round of applause. We got Raven back. He's back from the sickness. Raven was suffering from dialysis. No, uh, Raven, what you had the flu? I actually don't know what it was. It lasted for three days and took two days to get my strength back, and then I was good. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Now this guy's a fucking mule. He could carry he could carry fifty logs on his back. It's like the story from God of War. You remember the old yeah. man, the log yeah. carrier. And one day he Dude. threw down the logs. Dude, what? Yeah. Uh, that is such a hilarious thing. You know, I don't know what's funny about that. What? Not to get all like depresso emo, but it's funny that you bring up that story of the log care, uh, care, the dude carrying the logs. Yeah. And, uh, him like giving up and calling for death to take him, Mm -hmm. only for death to show up and him being like, nah, actually, I'm good, bro. And then pick up the logs and keep going. Well, it's funny because this week, like during when I was sick, I actually had during that 103 fever, I actually had some wild dreams that put me into like uh, an existential crisis, bro. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Really? Like I because I, because now I can't get it out of my head. And, and it, like one moment here I am having this uh, anxiety attack almost while I'm sick. And I and out of nowhere, I just go, I have no choice. But to literally continue to grow old until I die. <laughs> oh my god! Are you and serious? I, yeah, and then I just got scared of death itself because I'm just like I, I have no choice. Like, how do people feel about that? Like, how does an old person feel knowing that, like, in less than a decade they're dead and they can't see anything more in in that happens in life? So, you know, I just had this just. I'm talking an existential crisis that like put me into an anxiety attack while I was trying to get over whatever it was that gave me a 103 fever. Dude, that's why you need to publish your book. And even now, I don't I think I don't think I'm ready to die yet until it until my book. I'm because, I, OK, so as you know, I, I released my book, by the way, you can buy it, but it's only the first draft. You know, there's still going to be some mistakes there. there I, I found a few mistakes here and there. So my goal is I'm going to correct it and then I'm going to get an art artwork commission for it. And I'm going to release like a, a big version of it, like a second version, like the really nice version that like gets read, you know, from everybody. So then once I do mm-hmm. that, then I'm, I'm ready to die. Death can take me. Or then maybe I'll go like, maybe death will come and I'll be like, hey, can you help me write my book? <laughs> be like, pull, pull a, a fuck you on him. What? Yeah. I just got into a car crash. Dude, you're dead. But I'm dead. I'm super dead. God, that episode of Family Guy is hilarious. That fucking cutaway. Mm-hmm. All right, so <clears throat> it was a huge week while Raven was sick, and we were struggling to... Um, I was moving halfway across the country and doing a bunch of things, so during that time, the Golden Globes happened. It was huge. There was actually a lot going on this week, but 
Can't cover it all, but we're going to cover um, what we think we want to cover, which is basically the Golden Globes. That's it. That's all I want to cover. I don't really want to cover anything else. Well, we're going to talk about some Marvel news like we always do. Now that Raven's back, we can shit on Marvel. Um, actually, we have good news about As we Marvel. do. Um, but then we also... Whoa. Um, and then we also have some stuff about some Star Wars stuff, some other things. Kathleen Kennedy. Um, Raven, I'm so pissed because I don't know if Discord is working anymore. I think it is, right? So you can see like pictures and stuff. I'm gonna send this to you again. Um yeah. Raven. I tried to send it to you earlier, but it wasn't working, you know, because Discord got like cyber attacked. Do you actually know what was wrong with Discord, by the way? Nope. Okay. For all I know, it could just be server lag. Yeah, I don't know. But Raven, look at the thing I sent you because I think you deserve to see it. Um it is sending it now. There you go. There you go, it worked. Oh god. Sorry about that. <laughs> <That's so funny>. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Oh, oh man, I love that. Now it, it, it's a pretty cruel joke. I won't say it on on cam, but uh it's about Kathleen. We all know and love or hate her. So yeah. Alright, so let's talk about the Golden Globes. So we, yes. the Golden Globes lasted two hours. And they only did the major categories on TV. The rest, you know, go out. Um, and the Golden Globes is crazy. It literally opened up with one of the greatest jokes I've ever heard. And it was, the difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL is that you'll see less shots of Taylor Swift. And I laughed so hard. I'm not even kidding. I was on the floor laughing almost. That was like the greatest joke I've ever heard. Literally, because yeah. they zoomed in on Taylor Swift and she was just not having it. She was so pissed. She just needs to shake it off. <laughs> Dude, yeah, just chill. Dude, we got bad blood now, baby. Cause baby, now we got. Dude, just wait until she fucking breaks up with Travis Kelsey, dude, and then it's gonna be a fucking another nightmare of she's gonna drop a whole album. You were at the forty, a new love story. You know, some bullshit like that. You made it in my goalpost. Yeah. You got to the thirty, then you did me dirty. You know, like some shit like that. Uh huh. Oh my god, I can't wait. All right, so best motion picture of the year for drama. Okay, Raven, I am assuming you knew what this movie was. You want to take a guess what it yeah, was? Yeah, I, I, I looked up the whole list okay. before we start. Okay, good, good, good. Um, so yeah, so best ma- motion picture for drama was Oppenheimer. Now, the, the drama is always one of those weird categories where it's a little vague. So do you agree with this? I mean, it is a little dramatic of a piece. But, like, you know how dr- drama can be? It's it's kind of tough to really fully, you know, categorize drama. So my question to you is, do you think Oppenheimer was the right winner of this category? No. What do you think should have won, then? I still think Killers of the Flower Moon should have won. I think so, too. Killers of the Flower Moon was a real drama. You know, like, Oppenheimer, here's the thing about Oppenheimer, you know. it it, it It's drama in a sense, but, like, the thing is, is Oppenheimer's story is so, like, they, they, I feel like it was over dramatized to get like a good, like, it, it, at the academies, you know? Because, like, yeah. Oppenheimer, like, in real life, dude, like, yeah, you know, we're racing against the Nazis to try and b- make a bomb that can blow up the world. But, but, you know, like, I feel like it's way more dramatized than it actually was. And I honestly think Killers of the Flower Moon, you want to talk about good dramas? Killers of the Flower Moon is a great drama. Ma- uh, Maestro, I don't really even know why it's on this list. It is a little dramatic of a piece, but, like, not that it should be like categorized as a drama. It's more of like a uh, documentary, like a docu film, you know. 
where it's like a bi- it's mm-hmm. like a biography of like the of like the guy of uh Leonard Bernstein or whatever. Okay, so the next category, uh best motion picture, musical or comedy. Poor Things won this. Now, I haven't seen Poor Things. I I don't know if you have you seen Poor Things yet? I didn't even know it existed. So, I looked at this list and I'm just like, "What?" So, Poor Things has been a I've been meaning to watch it. It has a pretty stacked cast. Um, I just haven't gotten the chance to watch it. I believe it's on Prime now, so I might watch it at some point this week. But apparently a lot of people said they kind of liked it. Um, they said it was definitely the the best uh, movie this year for comedy-wise. Uh, the other, I mean, Barbie was on here. That's the only, the only one I know is The Holdovers and Barbie are the only two. And Air, cause I, but I didn't really think Air was a comedy. I didn't realize it was a comedy, so. Um, you want to know what really pisses me off? Which one? This 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 entire category right here for uh, comedy because we all know which one was the was the funniest film of the year. Renfield, <laughs> dude, Renfield is pretty good. That movie went hard. The okay. problem with Renfield though is, I swear to God, it felt like Renfield came out so long ago that it didn't even come out this year. That's why I keep forgetting about it. I feel like it was like a twenty twenty two movie, but it's not. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, that should at least been on the uh, list, bro. I'll I'll watch poor things though. Like I'm just I'm kind of I'm half trolling and half not right now. I just know that Renfield really gave me like if you want to talk about like a good fun time of just like me laughing throughout a movie, it's all it's been it's been Renfield the whole year. So I mean I'll watch poor things. We'll see. Yeah. All right. The best motion picture animated, the boy and the hero. Now I really agree with this. I haven't fully watched this movie through, but I've seen some of the some of the animation from it, and it is beautiful. And it's also nice because even though the boy in the Huron is is English dubbed, it's a Japanese film. And the, a lot of the time, what ends up happening with the animated category is it's always that bullshit Disney stuff that always wins. Oh, like, thank God, Wish didn't win. Oh my God, dude! Our Elemental, dude. Cause that's Elemental the stuff that, was horrible, dude. Elemental pissed me off. I remember watching the theater. My grandma was like, "So, what did you think of that movie?" And my grandma, she's just she just loves to watch movies. But like, I swear, even she like didn't even really. She kind of felt like this was like a oh whatever movie, you know? Like it's just kind of a stupid concept of a movie. And now they're gonna go make another one, and it's like, oh, there's no way this movie did that. Like that, it was there's not this many positive reviews of Elemental. There's no way, but. The two that I really wanted to win were going to be Spider-Man or this one, because if Wish or Elemental would have won, I would have been upset. Super Mario Bros. movie, if it would have won, I wouldn't have been upset. I just would have been like, dang, you know, maybe that wasn't the best choice, but it was a good movie. Um, That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But, like, I I definitely think that this was a great, I, I definitely think this was a great category um, for the win. Now, Cinematic Box Office Achievement. Barbie won this. Now, I actually don't know what this category even means. Um, is this category meant... So, cinematic and box office achievement. So, the only thing I can think of is Barbie was the highest grossing film from a female director ever. Um, but then Guardians of the Galaxy is on here, and I don't know what Guardians of the Galaxy actually did for box office achievement. Like, did Guardians of the Galaxy maybe have like a really high opening weekend or something? I I don't know. I, I, 
I'm lost. What yeah. achievement? Yeah, because like John Wick's on here, Oppenheimer's on here, Mission Impossible's on here. Like th- oh, this category just literally looks like a category to just get the most like popular film of an award. Really? Because these were like the top. What is this? Two, four, six. Like the top seven movies of the year. These were like the top seven movies of the year. And maybe it's just an easy way to just get like something that wouldn't win a category a winner. So. Best motion oh, a picture participation trophy. Yeah, like a participation. Well, here's the thing. This is the thing about Super Bowl rings and the thing about Golden Globes and Emmys, and same with Grammys. It doesn't matter how you get one. If you get one, it's legit. <laughs> it doesn't matter, dude. It's legit. They they put the same amount of effort into all of them. Even if okay. your category is kind of shit. Um. Okay. Best motion picture non-English language. Now I've heard Anatomy of a Fall is a hilariously good movie. Like it's it's not I shouldn't say hilarious. I should just say it's a good movie. Everybody has basically said that. Like I looked this up on Letterboxd, and a lot of people said that this was one of their most favorite non-English movies. Uh, like that they watched that wasn't in English. So I thought this was. Oh, and the Taylor Swift Eras tour was on my other one, by the way, for anybody who cared. Um. Anyways, yeah, I kind of I feel like this is good. I've yet to watch this, Raven. I don't know if you've watched this. Maybe I've not. never heard of it. Yeah, so this movie, uh, it just, it kind of blew up on Letterboxd. I kept seeing everybody talk about it, but I just have never watched it. The problem with these non-English movies like this, same with Godzilla, which I didn't get to watch yet. Um, the the thing about it is, is it's so select what where they go to in theaters, and then you can't watch them on streaming yet because they're still in theaters. And it's like, okay, can I just please watch this movie? Like, I hate, a part of me hates how dead movie theaters have have sort of become to like what they put in them because movie theaters back in the day dude they would constantly change movies and now like these smaller movie theaters they take these massive deals with marvel where they have a marvel movie in there for like two months you know because they want to make money and i don't like that i kind of wish they would go back to how it was where like every week was a different movie getting in there even if it wasn't going to make as much money as the last one you know i kind of miss that a little yeah. bit yeah um, but yeah, like my theater didn't have this in Monty and my theater in, uh, in Arkansas also didn't have this. So, um, it kind of sucked, but you know, I am going to go watch it now. I will say this too, that also is kind of, uh, annoying me. I've yet to watch Godzilla yet too. I know. I can't believe that. Um, but I will get around to watching it. I, I promise I will get around to watching it. And then we are going to talk about it on the podcast because moment it becomes available i'll get it for you another thing that we should talk about too um we can maybe go in depth in this is christopher nolan said that he was not going to release oppenheimer on any streaming platforms he said it wasn't fair right and now all of a sudden it goes guess what's coming to uh, uh peacock or max or whatever it, and it showed fucking i sent it to you raven i think last night it was fucking oppenheimer i was like yeah. what i was like dude that literally was like not supposed to yeah come to peacock oppenheimer it was he said he was not going to bring it to any of them so that's kind of dumb but whatever so yeah best non-english language movie was anatomy of a fall best performance by a female actor in a motion picture drama lily gladstone killers of the flower moon i agree with this take i i am so happy she she won that yeah i really am uh when we were watching this um she almost got into tears when she got her award so um, she was so grateful. She was so happy. Um, honestly, all around the board, that was good. Um, I, I, I like Killers of the Flower Moon, and she did an amazing job, and I'm glad her work. She almost quit being an actor, um, mm-hmm. and then she comes back and has this amazing, you know, 
performance. It was awesome. I, I'm honestly like, she she yeah she's awesome. I I'm so glad she won. Um, but to be honest, I think um the I don't think any of these even came close to her. Um, for for like no. for for category. Um, because I thought maybe Emily Blunt was gonna be on here for Oppenheimer, but she wasn't. So then I was like, okay, there's nobody else, not even close. Um, yeah, not even close. Yeah. So Lily Gladstone, c- congrats. Um, best performance by a male actor in a motion picture drama. Cillian Murphy won this, and honestly, you know what? I'll give it to him. Cillian Murphy did a great job as Oppenheimer. Um, he did. Yeah, he did. I I think this is one of the very much deserved Oppenheimer awards. Um. Now, we'll get to the controversy in a bit about the other award that Oppenheimer won. Um, but uh, I believe this one was great. Um, you want to know what was funny about this one, though? What? Um, I noticed that Robert De Niro wasn't even on the list. Yeah, I know. DiCaprio or, got on there. But DiCaprio. Or, yeah. he, is, he, he was on the list, but I don't think DiCaprio was in the audience like uh, to get his award so hilarious yeah like like dicaprio only shows up to like the emmys usually or he might have been i don't know i i just remember the last time he went to an awards show some girl accidentally touched him like some really famous actor and he literally like fucking flinched and like freaked out about it because she scraped by him that was really funny um and then there's like barry keegan on here on like saltburn and like that movie <laughs> Like, okay, I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to say anything about that. Um, Okay. <laughs> uh, best performance by a female actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Emma Stone won for Poor Things, and um, I think that is probably very much deserved. I've heard she did pretty good in that. That's why I want to watch it, actually. Is apparently No Hard Feelings is on here for Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> what? No. No, you can't. No, come on. I get it means it's musical or comedy and not, like, best female, like, overall. But come on. That movie might have been, like, one of those, emo- like, you know, just good field trip type of movies. But that does, that does not count as even close to a good comedy Wait, movie. What is this movie, May, December? Have you heard about this? Apparently, this has got Natalie Portman no. in it. Whoa, look at that guy's jawline. Holy shit. It's a romance comedy. Is Oh my god, it has Natalie Portman in it. Really? I didn't I thought she didn't do any movies this year. Wow, she did though. She said that yeah. she would be so open to coming back as Padme. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh okay. Uh so yeah, Emma Stone won. I'm excited to see poor things. Uh, I heard it was good. Uh best performance by a male actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. I don't know anything about Paul Giamatti in the holdovers, so we're just going to move on. Nicolas Cage was on here for this. Timothy Chalamet was on here for Wonka. That would have been a good... If he would have won, I would have been like, okay, because he did really good with the music, um, like singing. I thought Timmy couldn't sing at all, but he must have took voice lessons because he could sing. Um, Joaquin Phoenix was on here for Bo is Afraid. I mean, here was the thing about Wonka, bro, is Wonka was so weird because, like, it's not a needed movie, but the fact that it got made, it works a little bit. And Timmy, he's Timothy, he's he did all right. Um, the fact Nick Cage is on here is awesome, dude. I mean, okay, look, listen, listen. Dream scenario is one of those movies where I had to watch it three times, and it had amazing because we never really got to talk about it much. Uh, it it has an amazing concept in it, but overall, that movie still has me sitting back and wondering 
Why? <laughs> like, what the and, fuck? But Nicolas Cage did an amazing job in that movie just with being this uptight, insecure, always feeling impotent, uh, always wanting something to prove kind of nerdy-ish professor who, you know, uh, doesn't want to be ever seen in a negative light type of guy. And he did a great job with that because, like, the first 10 minutes of the film when people are sharing it that they're having dreams of him and something bad is happening to them and he's just staring and doing nothing. He gets like all defensive about it. And he's all like, did anybody else have a dream about me where I'm not fucking worthless? <laughs> and it was like he, he played the character. So it's kind of funny to see him on there. Like if you had dream scenario in the category of best film of the year, I would think that your entire show was crappy because it does not deserve any award besides maybe Nicolas Cage's acting. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he got on there. He was nominated. Um, best performance by a female actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Now, this was a controversial one because a lot of people thought Emily Blunt was going to win this um, for Oppenheimer, but she didn't. Uh, Devine or Divine Joy Randolph won this for The Holdovers. Um, so that was, I guess, cool. Don't know much about that either. So, uh, best performance by a male actor in a supporting role. Now, this is the one that they opened up with, and this was such a good one to open up with because Robert Downey Jr. came up there. He won for Oppenheimer. Uh, he came up there and he was hilarious. Mm -hmm. First thing he said, he goes, "Just take a beta blocker. Let's do this." And like the whole crowd started laughing, and he fucking just started going off. It was good. Uh, Robert De Niro was in this one. Uh, he was in this nominated for this one, but I don't think he was there. Um. Mark Ruffalo was nominated for this. Ryan Gosling was nominated for this for Barbie. Um, so best director. This was kind of the controversial one. Now. I think Ryan Gosling should have won. Ryan Gosling. Honestly, if, I, I was happy with Robert and Ryan Gosling. Because the thing about this was uh, we knew Downey Jr. or Ryan Gosling was going to win this award. Because it literally was going to come down. Because these other ones, no offense. Robert De Niro did amazing in Killers of the Flower Moon. But, like, the way Ryan Gosling did this and the way that Robert Downey Jr. played this character, it was, like, perfect. Like, you couldn't do it any better. Um, Robert De Niro did really good in Killer of the Flower Moon, but I definitely think those two would have probably won over him. Uh, best Director, this was the really controversial one uh, because a lot, of, it got leaked. Now, this was the thing is a lot of people will sometimes, uh, I don't know how they leak it, but they'll leak it. And they said that Greta Gerwig was gonna win best director for barbie that's what the leak was now i the the controversy is they supposedly heard the leak and changed it to christopher nolan now i don't know if that's true but um just because christopher nolan could then have like a cool moment on stage where he wins a second ever you know golden globe uh but apparently greta gerwig for barbie was gonna win this um that's just kind of like the under the uh kind of the under the table thing you know uh, but Christopher Nolan won this for Oppenheimer, and he had a cool speech because the last time he won a Golden Globe wasn't even for his own movie. It was for his own movie, but it wasn't for him. He won the award on behalf of, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, he won the award on behalf of Heath Ledger for the, for his role as the Joker in 2008. Oh, okay. So that's the only other Emmy he, or that's the only other uh, Golden Globe that he has. Um, he didn't win a Golden Globe for Tenet. He didn't win a Golden Globe for Inception. Um, he didn't win a Golden Globe for pretty much any of those. Uh, he kind of got screwed for Inception because I think um, 
Yeah, what one during? It. I think it was um the sixty seventh Golden Globes, the movie that won won. That's why. So the one that won, I, I'm pretty sure the one that won was Avatar. Or it was, it was either Avatar or it was um something else. Um, here let's just look up Inception. Couldn't have been Avatar because Avatar came out in two thousand nine, didn't it? Oh, it would have been in two thousand eleven. Sorry. So Inception was a nominee, but it didn't win anything. The only thing it won was best screenplay, but that Christopher Nolan didn't get that. It won best score, but Hans Zimmer got that. Um, and then for best director, Christopher Nolan didn't get that. So that's kind of sucked. That was a stacked cast too, dude. Mm-hmm. Jeez. All right. Well, anyways, um, best screenplay. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall one with Justin Triette and Arthur Harari, I guess. Christopher Nolan was uh on this as well. Uh, Greta Gerwig was for Barbie. Best original score. This was another one I thought Oppenheimer should have won too because it had such good music. Um, now the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, I was really upset didn't win because Daniel uh, Pemberton he did an amazing job for the Spider-Man movie. He he always does good music for the movies. Um, and I was kind of pissed he didn't win, but um, you know Oppenheimer's music was really good, so I I fuck with this a lot. I'm just Ken. I'm just Ken. Yeah, best original score was just Ryan Gosling with I'm Just Ken. But the best original song was from Barbie, but it wasn't I'm Just Ken, dude. That's so sad. God, of course it'd be Billie Eilish. Come on, son. Why? <laughs> Get that bitch off my screen. <laughs> I'm Just Ken, where I see love. Dude, how did Peaches not win, bro? Peaches was so <laughs> good, bro. <laughs> princess beach dude he went all out on that bro literally like he did he bro did. went deep for that one uh um and then we're just gonna fly through the tv awards uh best tv drama was succession best television series uh musical or comedy was the bear that's the one with the guy uh who's like gordon ramsay but he's american um uh, best tv television limited series uh was beef uh best performance by a female actor was sarah snook Best performance by a male actor was uh, Kieran Culkin in Succession. Um, best performance by a female actor in television series uh, was Ao Adebiri. And then uh, Jeremy Allen White won for The Bear. Uh, best performance by a female actor in a limited series was Ali Wong for Beef. That sounds like a dish you could get at like um, like Golden Palace, like Ali Wong Beef. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, best performance by a male actor in a limited series was Steven Yoon Beef. Uh, best performance by a female actor was Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. Best performance by a male actor in supporting role was Matthew McFadden for Succession. And um, best performance in a stand-up comedy television was Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. No, I'm kidding. It was Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais uh, in Armageddon. <laughs> Rick, Rick Grimes, stand-up comedy television. Uh, you know who bro. Ricky Gervais is, right? Yeah, I know who he is. Okay, good. Okay, so yeah, that was the whole Golden Globes. Now we have the um, uh, other things. <sighs> we have 
um the emmys coming up in two days um and then we have um is there anything else um i think that's it for everything we cover usually um the academy awards um i don't when are when are the academy awards i have no idea i don't even have a list i can't even find a list i only have uh i am only able to find people who are doing like their best guesses for a list yeah so the oscars will be in march uh will be march 10th the oscars will go down so um they i don't know why they wait so long for the oscars i guess because the oscars is more of a bigger voting pool is what i think is why um so uh yeah the first award was in 1929 yeah what was the first ever academy award the wizard of oz no it would have been before that that's way before the I, wizard was, of oz. I was joking. i was gonna I was say joking. i was joking <laughs> The Wizard of Oz was like 38, 39. The first best actor was awarded to Emil Jannings for his performance in The Last Command in the Way of All Flesh. He had to return to Europe before the ceremony, so the Academy agreed to give him the prize earlier. This made him the first Academy Award winner in history. What and is now he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. He's just robotic. They, he's never he's not alive to be able to see what great what, things can the way of the flesh what is this movie it is now considered a lost film with only two fragments of the film having been found what it's about a bank clerk in milwaukee must have been one hot clerk whoa welcome back to the beast cast baby Thank you for staying tuned in this far. We have the best takes, best content, and we love our rabbit trails of conversation. We have our hosts, JJ and Raven Bones, bringing you another segment. I hope you enjoy. to the beast cast uh where we left off we were talking about the um golden globes and it was a good show now i will say this i don't like that the golden globes is becoming more of like a um like i don't even know it's it, it's less of like it's not as prestige of course and i think they know that so that's why they don't really care you know like they kind of just like it's on tv and then you know like oh here's taylor swift even though she has no reason to be here we're going to show a camera shot of her for 20 minutes you know like stuff like that like i don't i guess i don't really understand that but um i guess more power to them it drives the ratings up just like in football 
That's why they would show Taylor Swift all the time when she'd go to the Cal- the games for the Chiefs or whatever. Um, so I mean, it sells sells tickets and drives sales. So whatever, whatever works for you guys. But I just don't like that really. I don't know. Um. Okay. So, um, John. Uh, there's a rumor John Bernthal is not going to be returning as the Punisher. That's kind of annoying, but he better return. I hope they can figure something out. I I mean, okay, how badly can they fuck up anything at this point anymore, right? Like, I feel like we're done with that, surely, right? Nope. You don't think so? You don't think we're done with that? Nope. I don't think we're done with that, bro. Trust me. It's like what, uh, what was his face, uh, had said? For Blade, right? Was it that guy for Blade? uh, I mean, he, I don't know. Wesley Snipes. Uh, yeah, Wesley Snipes. But I wasn't going to talk about oh, him. It's, okay. like, it's what it's what George Chaplin once said in one of his jokes. He says, I want you to imagine how dumb you think the population can be and just know that they're even dumber than that. So I kind of use that logic when it comes to Disney. They, they're not done. If you thought it got worse, they can actually make it worse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, the bar- well, here's the thing, though. I feel like the nice thing is when the bar is low, it's easy to jump over the bar, you know? Yeah, I, I, it is. I, I think when the bar is so low, when we get something that's semi, semi-good, it makes it look so much better. Like Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the thing about Shang-Chi, though, was Shang-Chi was a great movie, but it also came out during a time when we were having... L's after L's after L's, like such shitty movies. And then Shang-Chi comes out and it's a very decent movie, but it just made it 10 times better, dude, because of how good, because mm-hmm. of like, you just, we hadn't had anything like that for a minute, you know? Then we got fucked with Eternals right after that. Ugh, gross. I still go back and watch Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is such a good movie. I can watch it forever just because they actually got the fighting right too. They learned, they learned how to really do that, like uh, real fighting style, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. So and I like how they incorporated the rings. Yes, and honestly, me and I think my friend Charlie were talking about this. The rings in the comics, I believe, are like actual rings that go around like their fingers, and I kind of like how they change them like bigger, like hoop rings, you know, like that go around the the hands, like they're around the um like, bracelets. Yeah, like bracelets, kind of. I think it works better as bracelets. And those rings are powerful, dude. They're about to have. They're about to mean a lot going forward in the next movies, but. Now Jonathan Majors is gone, dude, for good. So, I, I guess I don't know. I guess they have to go to Galactus now, surely, right? Mm-hmm. They they did say the rings were calling out to deep space. Uh, they never said to who. Because well, the the original thing was oh ha ha, you know, it's just calling out the stupid uh, whatever uh, guy. Can't even remember Jonathan Majors' character. Um, but he's gone. He's gone now, which means that um, it is now, uh, it is now Galactus that's left. I mean, you can't you can't do anything else, right? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. But like, <sighs> apparently, the next Marvel film is going to be completely retitled from Kang Dynasty to like something else. So, I am just curious on how they will do that now. Speaking of weird movies that involve Disney, Disney has announced a crap ton of movies um, for Star Wars. So there are currently, and I kid you not, there is at least 
five or six movies, live action Star Wars movies that will come out before the end of the 2020s. Really? Yes. So the big one that Lucasfilm announced that's being directed by get this, get this, get this, get this, get this, get this. Um, it's getting directed by Dave Filoni and, 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 and he has full creative control over the movie. So this is Dave Filoni's Star Wars movie. And apparently it already, it, it's like the script already is leaked. I, I, I don't know how these people leak this shit, but apparently the script is already leaked. It's going to be an Ahsoka film. Um, so it's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. Now, um, what's that other guy? Um, you know, the guy who played, um, in Spider-Man, uh, as the fat Favreau? guy. Yeah. Favreau, John Favreau. John, yeah, he John is directing. So, so I'll, I'll get to John Favreau in a sec. Sorry. I, I'm getting way too ahead of myself. I'm really excited. There's so much good stuff. So Dave Filoni's Star Wars movie is going to be a, a classic. It's going to be a solo film. It's not going to be a trilogy. It's going to be a solo film, standalone live action film. The thing was, apparently, Disney was wanting to continue doing trilogies. Well, um, they realized that trilogies take a lot of effort and a lot of money and a lot of sitting down to do after their sequel trilogy had a really big bust. So ever since then, they've really been in this limbo with COVID on what to do, uh, if they should just start dropping stories, like, you know, just one-off films and stuff like that. And they ultimately came to the conclusion that they will continue doing trilogies, but they want to focus a lot on solo stories, too. So we're going to get a full Ahsoka, probably, this is what it's more than likely going to be, a full Ahsoka TV show, or, or like the TV show, it's going to be a complete movie um, with a higher budget, and it's going to be about her and Anakin, uh, way more than, it, it's not going to be about like the, um, about like what we know, like already from the TV show, like from that, like um, from all that crap. It's going to be during her time from the um, Star Wars Rebels show where she's mentoring all of them and she ends up having a fight with Anakin slash Darth Vader. And so, um, she basically gets saved through the, um, uh, like world between worlds. It's, it's going to be so cool. I, I just, I, I'm hoping that's what it is. I mean, who knows? It could be totally something different, but, um, we're, we're going to hold off on John Favreau. We'll save that for last. Star Wars new Jedi order is the movie that apparently will come out within the next three years. And Ray will be the main character of the movie. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say anything, apparently this movie is in good hands because Dave Filoni is completely supervising this movie, which means that I trust it as in I trust that it will at least be good, but still won't make sense. Um, that's usually how the sequel trilogy went, um, was with a lot of that crap. Now, the thing is, is it's going to be a solo Ray film. Now, it's going to be Rey starting a new Jedi Order. That's a, I mean, that's literally the title of the film. It's going to be a new Jedi Order, and it's not going to be Luke style, where they go off and do their own little thing, and, you know, they get hermited and stuff like that. She's trying to bring back the Jedi Order to the full strength. So she wants to create a new, strong order, which kind of scares me, because I can see them going in a very horrible direction with this. But we have to be hopeful, considering that it's in good hands. Um, I just hope that somebody doesn't come along like <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy and ruin it. So let's hope that they can uh, get it. Through. I can't. You can't with her either, dude. I, I, dude, I can't with any of it. Okay, look, even if it's in Dave Filoni, who does an amazing job already with Star Wars, even if it's in his hands, you still have everything else with Ray's story that set that sets up everything he's going off of. That's already bullshit. 
It's like, I don't know how you can continue forward with this bullshit character and just not make it seem like more bullshit. I thought that maybe they were going to do like a branch type of thing. Like maybe Ray was going to go back in time. Like world. This is worlds. only acceptable if they allow him to remake The Last Jedi. I was thinking, why not scrap it? In-universe scrap. I'm talking rewrite history through the world between worlds. Right? Do, do another MCU multiverse thing? No, 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 no. Timeline. Well, okay, so the world between worlds allows you to go to any point in time, right? Um, it's, and you can, I mean, it's tough because you can go to points where you weren't even alive. And now that could bring up maybe the new Jedi Order is going to be the order that she starts after, after the, um, right before the fall of the Jedi, like the old Republic, right? So my mm -hmm. theory is they're going to really, they're, Hayden Christensen is going to be in this movie. Just you watch. And this is what's going to happen. They're going to completely destroy. And this is, this is what it is. They're going to completely destroy the timeline. Okay. So it sets up the new timeline and, the, and they're going to completely destroy the, the sequel timeline. By her going back in time and realizing that she has to sacrifice herself for the greater good of the Jedi. And so she starts and erases herself along with all of the past or along with all of the current past, like her past, like um, the sequel trilogy and all that stuff and kills um, and kills Palpatine and or Anakin before before um, before it can happen. And maybe so essentially a repeat of days of future past from X-Men. Yeah, exactly. Like are, are like um, think of it kind of like um uh in the same sense as like endgame in a way where like you're trying to i mean in a way they were kind of trying to rewrite the past a little bit but not really they were kind of just trying to take things from the past but still it's kind of the same concept you're trying to you're trying to go for the greater good of the the jedi or whatever i don't know i i just i'll give it a chance okay i i know it's in good hands i'll give it a chance it's just my 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 very negative bias brain is just like why but i'll give it a chance i'll give it a fair chance i, like I just else. the thing is i just if they don't do it that way it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for me to really like this because the thing is is the thing that pisses me off about current star wars where we're sitting if we're going by the timeline like where we're at currently the timeline is currently ray is on her own and all of the evil sith Anybody to do with any type of evil dark side force is gone. Okay? Which means the world isn't going to be happy rainbows, but the world ain't going to be tough. <laughs> there ain't going to be much challenge, right? So I hope this isn't some sort of, like, big, powerful, like, oh, look at how powerful Rey is because there's nobody to stop her. So she's just going to create this massive order. And then, like, something happens where one of the people inside the order deviates and gets stuck by the dark side. And then, like, Rey has to defeat them. And it's like... I I feel like it could go that way, and I'm kind of nervous that it would go that way. I just want them a rewrite would be great because then you could set up so many other things. <laughs> um, so then we have Sean Levy's Star Wars movie. Now this is kind of the outlier because I don't know much, too much about what he could possibly do with Star Wars. So I'm curious on what he's gonna do with it. Now, um. I don't really know much of Sean Levy's work, actually, unless I'm totally capping. So he did Free Guy in Deadpool 3, I guess. So he's going to be making a Star Wars movie. 
Um, he did Night at the Museum. He did Free Guy. He did, and in, in, then he did Deadpool three. So that's the like the only thing you'd really know him from. Uh, Interesting. So, oh my god, he graduated from Yale. Crazy. Oh my god, there's a Free Guy two movie. Wait, what? Is that coming out? Is this real? Oh, it's not officially been announced by Disney, but it's, but that it's not to say it is never going to happen. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait to really hype me up, bro. Please. Where would they even take a free guy to a movie? He's in the real world. It's a love story. <laughs> I don't know. What did she do? Build a cyborg and upload him to it? <laughs> the rear panel has oh, been accessed. Great. There we go. There we go. Somebody from Disney just listened to that idea. We got the. We got him. We got him. We got him to say it. What if Disney, dude? What if there's actually some writers out there that do that, where they just like listen to other people's ideas and then be like, "Yeah, I came up with this on my own." God, there's gotta be somebody. Oh my god, I know you're listening to this, especially our our agent from Washington D.C. who who our FBI Uh agent who listens to this, and I know he feeds this to the president directly. So Joseph, if you're listening, which I know you are, Joseph Biden. I just want you to say that, dude. Trust me, you got it. You got to give. You got to cut us a break, bro. You got it. You got to let us. You got to let us direct a Star Wars film. Like maybe, like mm-hmm. put in a good word for us, you know. Like maybe march your way down there and be like, listen, this guy, you know, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um. Okay, but yeah. So I guess that guy's gonna have a Star Wars movie now. I'm curious because I, I from what I've watched from him, it's not the worst. So. Maybe it's going to be more of a fun Star Wars movie, less of like the gritty stuff, which I want more gritty Star Wars movies. I want more brutal Star Wars movies. That's kind of what Jon Favreau has been planning on doing. And it sounds like what Dave Filoni wants to do too is because the uh, one thing that Zack Snyder said that I thought was really cool is he said um, uh, that like Star Wars fans are old. Like they're grown up. So like they need something for them, right? Like we're tired of like the the kind of PG-13 good guy always prevails type of story. You know, like we want something that's kind of brutal, you know, great action cinema fights, you know, something that would win Academy Awards like George Lucas's original films used to, you know. I think like something like that would be good. And he he kind of basically said that. I think that's kind of why he made Rebel Moon the way he did. Which, by the way, Rebel Moon was fucking awesome. Um, So, yeah. And then we have Taki... Uh, Takiti Watiti, Watiti, Star Wars movie. I have no idea. Uh, I don't even know if I'm gonna trust that one, dude. I, I mean, dude, like. Okay, I I thought of something hilarious. Imagine if he comes out, like let's say, funny enough, Dave Filoni's movie, trash. John Favreau's movie, misses the mark. Other movie, terrible. Then. Here comes this dude who made two horrible MCU films, comes out with the best one, nails it, hits the mark, awesome, everybody screams and shouts at the 10 out of 10, and then you have the people over at the Marvel Studios going, where was that for us? Like, I feel like this could be like the most hilarious redemption arc for a Star Wars movie ever. Everybody's ready to trash on it, and they go out, come out of it like traumatized, but amazed by it, like Godzilla minus one. Sweet. Okay. So yeah. So then the final big John Favreau movie, Star Wars movie, is called Man, The Mandalorian and Grogu. Now, The Mandalorian and Grogu is 
kind of interesting because um as far as i was aware uh they they said that they had no plans of turning the mandalorian into a blockbuster however apparently they then decided to backtrack and say you know what we will make a movie about the mandalorian um pedro pascal is confirmed to play the mandalorian i have no idea he's gonna play grogu so um yeah i that's kind of like that's the one i'm really interested about is how that movie's gonna go down because oh my gosh man that i mean the thing about that movie is like i i love this show right and and the thing about ahsoka was it wasn't necessarily like with dave filoni's movie it's not that i don't like this show but um I just, I think I'm more hyped for this one more than anything, just because I really like The Mandalorian. Like, I really like The Mandalorian. Yeah. But no, I hope they don't fuck these up. Like, this is, like, this will be the end of Star Wars if they fuck it up, which is sad. So they really need to put these out of the ballpark. Because I don't want Star Wars to end. You know? And it suck. I don't want Star Wars to be over. This is gonna suck. Oh my god! Tell me about it. I mean, dude, freaking, it has been a mess in with with all with Disney right now. Like everything, Marvel, everything, all that has just been a a complete and utter mess with when it comes to that stuff. Um, the problem was with the uh like it started with you know all the crap with Marvel and then it moved to. Now this, it's kind of just all bleeding together into like a big, I don't even know what would word even be. I can't even describe how massively bad this is. Panoramic universe? Yeah. It'd be kind of funny if this kind of turned into a big, what if, oh my God, next Avengers movie, fucking Luke comes walking out of the fucking portal. Shut up. (laughs) Dude, Dude, no, dude, it could be so good. The Millennium Falcon yeah. shows up out of nowhere to fight the the Galactus, and Luke gets thrown out of it in some like spacesuit that Guardians of the Galaxy uses, and he uses his lightsaber and he goes right through Galactus. <laughs> ah, yes. They go, "Who are you?" And he goes, "I'm the chosen." Force one. pushes him into a star. <laughs> I'm the chosen one. Oh my god, dude. I'm just thinking about that in my head. Like, oh, dude. Marvel would do something like that, too. Like, we talked about this before, but, like, having just, like, buying every single property or renting every single property, like, uh, like, Hollywood property known to man and making one big battle fight, like, good versus evil, would literally sell so many tickets, but it would cost so much to make. It's, like, it's kind of like the God film. Like every, you got to go all out and lose everything and go bankrupt, but the movie will be the best movie ever made. I guarantee if they put $2 billion into it, they'd make $8 billion in return. It'd be the biggest profit. No, absolutely, dude. Do you know how much movie, do you know how much money they'd make from something like that? Especially if it was just half decently written too. Like it doesn't even have to be that good. But as long as you just see everybody fighting, dude. Oh my god. Endgame, Endgame made two billion. Okay. We can do this with another film. Let's go. Dude. Oh my god. That's fucking sick. It, like like with that video somebody edited with all of the the the, the ultimate universe <laughs> battling each other. Do you remember yeah, that video? Yeah, yeah. That was great. Just bring that out. That was so good, dude. Oh my god, man. I'm gonna miss it. And to think that came out five years ago. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of insane, dude. This is just, it doesn't help with the, with the existential crisis. It was five years ago. Dude, I mean, and, and the thing is, is that, that was five years ago. Like, dude, if a movie like that came out now, dude, like not now, but like in like 10 years, bro, like you could have a movie that big and I guarantee it would do so well. Like people are just waiting, itching for the next like big Marvel thing like that. Like the mm-hmm. Justice League could have done that, dude. They need to hire me and you. Mm-hmm. Dude, we could have wrote, dude, me, you, Zack Snyder, we could have wrote a whole fucking universe, bro. 30 years, bro. You hire us, we go for, we work for one year straight. That's all we need. One year straight, and you got the next 30 years of DC set up. Literally. Mm-hmm. You, would, you would never even need to ha- hire another writer again. We would, we would be like the AI, dude. We would steal everything. We are the we are the out strength. We are the end. But no, dude, I I I I I would love for to my goal in life. My goal, my say. So you're supposed to set goals. You're supposed to set like usually three or four goals. You're supposed to set like two minor goals, a medium goal, and a very very long term goal or long term goal. And my long term goal is to direct a Star Wars film. You know, dude, dream it big. That's I mean, dude, it's not out of the question, bro. With the people they've been letting direct Star Wars films, dude, you just got to know the right people. And I guarantee with a little bit of with a little bit of chicken fried cold beer on a Friday, uh, with a little bit of luck and a little bit of work, you can make that work. <sighs> I don't want to set the world on fire yeah i mean i don't even know dude raven my question for you now would be um how which one of these is going to be the biggest film like selling wise ticket wise i think the mandalorian will you think the mandalorian is going to be the biggest one it's got such a good following even if uh I don't know. I guess the mass census of season three wasn't as good as it, you know, I thought it was. I thought it was great. But apparently even people who love the show didn't like season three, despite the. So I guess I have to go off of despite the rockiness of season three. I think that that will be the movie that sells everybody unless the Ahsoka movie comes out with an absolute spine-chilling banger of a trailer. Ooh, yeah. Now, see, because, here's here's the thing yeah. is I also think I also think like with what Taki Watiti and like Sean Levy's doing, I almost wonder if like those might be more interesting because the thing is is everybody's seen the Mandalorian, everybody's seen Ray, everybody's seen Ahsoka. They want something new, right? So maybe we're going to get something new and that might push people over the edge to really like get back into it but i do agree right now i think currently the mandalorian has the highest chance of being a box office success Mm -hmm. the only thing i would say oh go ahead go ahead uh no i was uh, i didn't really have anything i was just uh i know how people who didn't like the ahsoka series still rated those moments with hayden christensen 
very highly and that they they absolutely love those moments so if they can bring some of that back for the movie in like a spine a spine chilling trailer like i mean one that that gave you the chills like the uh, uh force awakens did when you were finally happy star wars was coming back if you could bring that that type of spine chill back with ahsoka and hayden christensen in the trailer then i don't think mandalorian will stand a chance but if it, they don't mandalorian will take the mantle no i i a hundred percent agree and the thing is too that you got to remember about the mandalorian is the mandalorian is liked by old star wars fans and new star wars fans and that's its selling point is um the the selling point uh of the movie will be this is a movie that doesn't matter about the politics it doesn't matter about the jedi i mean it matters about the jedi of course everything does but it doesn't matter about a, a sith lord or any type of thing like that this is its own story grounded in its own universe well not own universe but its own little corner of the universe that star wars is and it's going to kind of bleed into everything else but at the end of the day, we're going to get an action-packed, you know, shooter kind of action movie that Star Wars really isn't known for, but that will appeal to everybody. And I think that's ultimately the thing that it's going to come down to is this movie will appeal to everybody. I mean, more, more than likely to everyone. Because a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, you know, the fight scenes are boring and I wish there was more of this. Well, this doesn't – you you, t you take that factor and, and take it out of the equation. So now – you're left with like instant success. I mean, you have to be. If that movie doesn't do well, there's something really wrong with it. Honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, the thing is, is if that movie doesn't gross over like three hundred million on opening like month, I would be so shocked, like wholeheartedly shocked. I mean, I don't know, dude. Maybe, maybe, maybe I am overthinking it. You know. Maybe I am overthinking it, or maybe we're both overthinking it, and maybe we shouldn't just care. Maybe we should just watch them as they are. You know, like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> have you ever watched a movie like that? Yeah, you've sat, I have. You've sat down and just been like, you know what? I don't give a shit what people say about this movie. I'm fucking done. I'm just going to watch it. I don't care. You really have watched, like, you've done that before? Yeah, I have. What movie? Do you remember what movie it was? Because I can think of a movie like right off the top of my head. Uh, it was. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, it was. God dang it. Now you put me on the spot. Damn it. Mine? I'll tell you what it was. Free Guy. Uh, really? Yeah. So I went into it. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this stupid movie. I thought it looked dumb. I really did. I really thought that Free Guy looked really dumb, right? And then and then I was like, you know what? I don't care what people say. I heard people say it's good. I heard some people say they don't really like it. And now that I look back at it, nobody really talks like that anymore. But everybody still kind of is like, um, everybody just mutually agrees that the movie was definitely a movie. Like, it definitely was there, you know? But, like, back in the day, I remember, like, people were, like, really upset about it. Um, like... Not not about the movie per se, but about like more like they were kind of disappointed with like how the story went. Um, also, I'm pretty sure Takiti Watiti's in that movie as a person, isn't he? Yes, he's he the is. boss, the bad guy. He's he's the he's the dick. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, that's good foreshadowing. Oh yeah, my movie was uh, uh, Seventh Son with Jeff Bridges. Really? I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it got such horrible ratings. Tor- a terrible adaptation of the book. Uh, uh, completely missed the mark. Uh, I did read the book way back when I was like eleven, when I shouldn't have. Uh, so I can't. I don't remember too much from the book. I just know I watched the movie when it came out. I was like, oh yeah, this is terrible. But yet I'll still pop it on and be like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. It's essentially the premise is is, if I'm going to sum it up terribly as a premise, because it doesn't spoil the movie at all. It's just the premise. uh, Essentially, every seventh son of a seventh son. So a seventh son has a seventh son. Every seventh son has the ability to be like essentially a Van Helsing that helps hunt monsters and banish wishes and demons. And they're (laughs) automatically recruited by like jeff bridges character who is like the current druid or or shaman and they have no choice in the matter can i just say something that that you brought up van helsing that is my jet that is my guy dude he that is a guy he is my guy okay so i love how the movies always portray him as like this big zombie hunting killer old old zombie hunting killer like i think the one with christopher lee does that where like van helsing is like a like some sort of like um like zombie or not zombie sorry like vampire hunter like he's always some sort of like guy who hunts like creatures like zombies and vampires and stuff but like in the original dracula novel like literally he's just like yeah i'm just this old guy who's really smart (laughs) i'm just really smart i just know a lot of shit (laughs) yeah and then like the movies always prop him up like he's such a badass he hunts and kills all these creatures and then it's just like yeah i'm an old guy (laughs) i fucking love that no man, Van Helsing. What what's your favorite character out of all the Dracula characters? I a lot of people always just say, "Oh, Dracula, obviously." But dude, I'm a really big bro. I'm a really big. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a Mina enjoyer from Dracula. Like the she's the main girl from Dracula. Just because like in like this book was written in like the 1890s, and she's kind of girl bossing, bro. Like she kind of just goes out mm-hmm. there and just is like, "This is my shit, bro. I'm gonna stop this." Like she's the only one that has a deep connection with Dracula because he tried to, you know, you know, drink her blood and stuff. So like, and then also, dude, that book is wicked, bro. There's like a scene where like they walk in and Dracula has like um, has like kind of basically like put her under a trance and like she's drinking blood from his breast. It's so gross, dude. God, that guy was weird. Okay. Yeah, that's enough imagination for <laughs> that's, that's enough imagination. <laughs> that is enough imagination. I do not need to hear any more of that. <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know what, that's a beautiful way to end this segment. I absolutely think it is. All right, when we come back, we will be doing our last, like, 25, 30 minutes, um, and we're just going to yap, so enjoy that. <laughs> 